screen. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Boots. I am LaFlower Bowie, and this is Marcus Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Um, we are super excited for um, this episode tonight, guys. We are going to be talking about some great things. We're going to be talking about um, prayer as a foundation and marriages. Um, and then I'm excited because I want we have a great poll question tonight. We're going to be talking about OnlyFans. And if you don't know what OnlyFans is, mm. you're in for a treat, right? So, I know. <laughs> so, how was your day today, babe? Uh, it was blessed. Um, it was just a day of relaxing, able to just chill and be with the family. I had some acting stuff going on. I was able to get a good work in, uh, workout in, get a good pump. And after that, now we're here. I'm beyond the vows, and I'm excited. Especially because this is going to be our first episode with special guests. Right, right. This is our, we're kicking off our guests. Um, you know, first episodes, we were getting to the swing of thing, making sure that we wanted everybody to, you know, understand who we are and, you know, our personalities. But now it's time to introduce you to some awesome people in our network who are just absolutely amazing. So um, I guess, babe, you want to introduce our guests for tonight? So these two people oh, are. Oh, hold on, yeah. Pause. One. One thing, y'all, real quick. Your boy called me out. I got to do better. <laughs> you want to tell him what you said? Are you talking about y'all? Uh-huh. Are you talking about y'all? Yeah. Okay, so we went out last night. We went to, we're foodies, and uh, we went out to a new restaurant. And, of course, we were having date night. And it's been far in between us having date night. So we, I made a point. It's like, hey, we're going to try this new spot. Right. Let's get dressed up. Let's go. Um, my wife always looks good. But I will have to say she looks extremely good right now. She's got this dress on I haven't seen before. It must have been tucked in way in the back, way in the back behind a couple other stuff that I didn't <laughs> see. I've never seen this dress before. But I would like to say, if you guys can comment, doesn't she look nice with her flowers representing everything? I'm a flower. I'm a flower. She's got my shoulders out. I do. I, and, you know, I don't wear patterns. If you guys, I don't know if you guys are like that, but I'm not a very big um, pattern person. No. My favorite color is black. black. <laughs> Even though some of y'all are going to say black is not a color, I, I like black. How are you going to say black ain't a color? Somebody told me black is, they said black and <laughs> white are, are not a color. <laughs> you are too much. But guys, so yeah, I got to level up because yeah, I got some cute stuff in the closet that I haven't pulled out. Um, because it's And nobody's seen them, including <laughs> me, which is a good thing. Cool. Right, Surprises. nobody's seen them. Nobody's seen them, but got girl, ladies, we gotta continue to stay leveled up. You know, it's time to pull out some of that cute stuff in the closet, even if it's a garage date night. Right, mm -hmm. you can still get uh, be saved and sexy in the garage. For sure. All right, guys. But <laughs> so, without further ado, these two special people are near and dear to us. We see them on Thanksgivings, see them in Christmases, birthdays, and we any agree. family functions that we have. Uh, these two are powerful. They're um, just awesome to us. Mm -hmm. They are her sister, Your my, brother. my, <laughs> my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. I would like to introduce the Corey Browns. 
and Regina Brown from Pearland, Texas. Woo, 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 woo. Pearland, oh, Texas. Man, let me get in here. What's up, <laughs> Brown? Y'all look we good. are doing lovely. It's so good to be on the show, Bowie. Awesome. Bullies. How, how y'all feel? How you doing, Corey? Doing good. I'm blessed. How are you guys doing? Man, good. Blessed, as you can see. Sure, I'm yeah, so, we're good. So before we jump into tonight's topic, I just want to take a few minutes. How y'all did, did y'all hear how Marcus called me out for the show tonight? What yes, we did. What y'all think he, about? Well, he called you out, but he gave you a great compliment. So I looked at the compliment. So I thought that was nice. Thank you, Corey. Corey. Thank you. Now, Gina, have you ever, um, do you have stuff in the closet that you ain't brought out for Corey to see yet? You know, for those special date nights and, or a garage date, bedroom date, whatever kind oh, of date. Bedroom date. Yes. So, yeah, there are those those few pieces that, you know, I say to try to pop out on him and uh, make sure he paying attention and all of that good stuff. And he'd be like, uh where they come from? I haven't seen you in that before. Right, you know, right. Like you have. It's just been a while, but yeah, yeah, definitely. For us as men, as the husband, that is a pleasant surprise to see something that we haven't seen and something that really we like. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, do that more often, babe. Thank you. <laughs> Keep it coming. Keep it coming. All right, y'all. So I guess we know you, but if you guys just take a moment just to introduce yourselves, um, of course, like. Uh, how long you guys have been married? Where did you meet? Uh, yeah, we can we can start off there. Okay, um, it's actually rather interesting that this week, this past what Wednesday was uh, the anniversary of the day we met, uh, and that's been twenty six years ago now. Wow! Um, and, thank you. Um, and we have been married for twenty one years. Wow. Um, we we actually met uh, at a minority weekend at SWT or Texas State, as it's called now. Uh, we just both happened to be there that weekend. And, you know, I was impressed first sight. It's like, yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> OK, Brother Brown. <laughs> and so from there. Um, things just progressed. Like God just laid it out. We exchanged information. He lived in San Antonio. I was from the Houston area, of course. So we wrote letters and, you know, talked on the phone here and there. And when we went to college, we've been together ever since. You wow. sleep on the phone. You sleep. Oh yeah. No, I ain't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You That's ready to awesome. get off? You ready? To... No, I'm good. I'm up. I'm good. <laughs> So, Corey, what was that experience like for you, uh, like the first time you met Gina at that Minority Weekend, where I'm pretty sure you guys didn't go to that um, Minority Weekend at the university you guys were pursuing to um, to find love, or y'all were like, I'm pretty sure you're like, I'm ready to get out of my parents' house, I'm ready to get into this next chapter of my life. So, Corey, what was that, what was that like for you when you first met Gina? No, that's interesting. You know, it was 26 years ago, like like Baby said. Um, I, I definitely remember I went up there with a couple of friends, a couple of classmates, and I, I definitely wasn't expecting to necessarily meet anyone. And, and surely I didn't expect for, you know, it to turn into what it had for the last 26 years at that particular time. But uh, when I first met Regina, I, I remember, and I told her this, I remember we were playing a game 
And uh, so there was a lot of different people from different cities, from different schools. And it was one of those games where it was open. I can't remember exactly what it was. But get to know you kind of game. That's what it was, a get to know you type of okay. game. And I remember she got up and she spoke. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, wow. You know, I remember thinking she was very pretty. I was very attracted to her, but her mouth. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I remember she stood out to me because she said something. Because he wasn't even in my group. He was like in the group on the over there listening oh, really? to me. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, like um, so it was a great weekend. Uh, and like I said earlier, I didn't expect it to turn into something that, that it has. And it's, you know, been a monumental journey and, and surely been blessed over time. And, you know, both her and I, both say that our college years, you know, that really defined who we were. Um, you know, it would, you know, she made college that much special for me. She made it fun. We spent a lot of time together. And, you know, it wasn't until we got to college where I saw her heart for God. Uh, and I really got to know who she really was, uh, especially where she was in her faith. And so that was all more impressive for me as, you know. Okay. Wow, wow. This is so beautiful. So in this 26 years, God has blessed us with two little ones. So our son, he is 16, Corey Jr. And um, our daughter is Raina, and she is nine. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Shout out to CJ and Raina. Yeah. Amazing. CJ, so CJ used to be a teddy bear, just by the way. Oh, my God. In college. He said CJ used to be a teddy bear, oh. which is true. Because in college, the first, teddy bear? yes, yes, okay. the first stuffed animal he gave me in college when we were dating, I named him CJ. And LaFlower probably remembers him. He was a white bear with this colorful bow tie. And everywhere I went, CJ went with me. Yeah. 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 Wow. wow, that's so beautiful. Now, Corey, you did touch on, um, so were you surprised, like, in the, or I guess both of you, because Corey, tell me about your faith going into college, because I know that typically going into college, it's like it's turn up, turn up, turn up, like beer yeah. games. Uh, you know, it's I'm on my parents' house. I'm about to live my best. My I'm about to YOLO. I know yeah. we don't say that no more. Don't nobody come for me in the comments. Mm. I know my kids probably gonna come for me, but y'all know what I mean. Right. So Corey, I was tell me about your faith going into college. So I'm, I'm going to let him answer, but can I start out answering that question? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like he said, I knew there was something really different about this man. And when I met him, I knew he was my husband at that time, which is really weird. But when we went to college the very first weekend, right, school starts on Monday, you get there early and all of that stuff. So that Sunday before school even started, Mind you, Saturday night we went to our first, you know, party or whatever, and he agreed to come. And I think that was probably the only one he went to all four years, just to be honest. And that Sunday, this man was up riding around town trying to find a church because he was determined that he would not miss service. Wow. And I was like, 18 years old. That's right. it. That was his dedication was on that level. And I was like, wow. So, Corey, when it comes to your dedication, since like you are fanatic about finding church that day, your upbringing, what made you like, why is that such an important thing for you? Why is your faith like 10,000? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question, Marcus. You know, to be honest with you, I mean, it was definitely grounded into me, you know, from my mom, um, you know, and just seeing her faith. Um, you know, I never really spoke about it, but, you know, I asked myself that question several times, like, why was I the way I was, particularly like in high school and middle school, where I was conscientious with my decisions and the things I did and how thinking about God helped drove me through that. And by no means was I perfect. You know, I don't want anyone to get that, you know, thinking that I was perfect because I wasn't. But I will say that God was with me early on in my life and my faith was an important part of my life, uh, you know, ever since I can remember. And and to answer your question more specifically, why I always believed in God, always. Um, you know, that was never a doubt in my mind about his existence. And, you know, it was one of those things where I saw the results of the things that happened in my life, um, the prayers being answered, you know, just certain things, certain situations, certain circumstances that I just picked up on that I knew that God was there, that I knew that God was inside of me. And so that always stuck, uh, you know, stuck to, stuck to me, if you will. And so, you know, it was just something that, you know, evolved, um, you know, as 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 I as I grew, awesome! Shout out to the prayer warrior moms out there. Exactly, that is All right, guys. So, um, in talk as we get in, as we transition into prayer within your marriage, I know that there are times when in our faith it feels it feels like we're on a seesaw with God sometimes, or even with God's people when it comes to church and when it comes to fellowship, right? So, have you guys ever went through a spell where you're like, you know what, God? I'm I'm with you ten thousand, but I don't know about about fellowship right now. I don't know about the people outside of my like. I don't know. Like I love everybody. Sometimes this fellow like God, I'm, I'm chasing after you. I'm trying to do the right thing, but something's not hidden. I'm missing something. Have you guys ever been in a season like that throughout your marriage or your 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 personal walks? And how did prayer play a part in in bringing you guys out of that? Well, I guess I can start that. So I would say yes, you know, and I think that's that's for any human being, uh, pastors, priests, whoever, just because that's just a natural life. You're going to go through, you know, some times where it feels like you're up against a brick wall and things are weighing on you. So I would, so the, the quick answer is yes. Um, and, and for me, uh, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. God's existence has never been a doubt. But as far as getting tired or you know, not wanting to pray just because you don't want to spend the time. Um, that, that's happened. Um, but I, I, I like I would say, like when it came to fellowship or going to church, sometimes I, I just go to church, even though I felt that way. But I would be in the presence of other people. I would be in the presence of God, even though I wasn't necessarily being an active participant or, you know, being in the praise that that I would normally be. Uh, or, or be as prayerful as I would normally be. I would be in an atmosphere with other people, um, and so that that would be my answer to that. That's good. That's good. So I don't, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but okay. I, I want to know you guys have been together for twenty one years, twenty six, knowing each other, twenty one married. What is y'all's secret sauce to the longevity of your 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 marriage, and particularly with your faith? Um, how do y'all keep it together? How do you stay grounded? Because I know 26 years, you're going to have a lot of turbulence, ups and downs. You're right. not going to 
see things eye to eye. You're not even going to want to be in the same place together sometimes. So how have you guys got through those situations to be where you guys are now in your marriage? I think we we have to just give all the honor and the glory to God. I think it is definitely by his grace that we have made it this far. Not to sound cliche, but it's just the truth. And because we chose to turn to our faith, so even if, you know, we're not vibing or we're not clicking, it's like we know we're going to come back together and get it right because of our faith, if that makes sense, you know? So it's we're in a place now where, you know, we don't rag on each other or, or anything like that. We just go tell daddy. You know, I go tell daddy on him, he go tell daddy on me, and let daddy deal with us, right? Like, that's that's what we do now. So, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, it was just never, um, it was never a question, I think. It was, and, and granted, let me, we've had our times. We, mm-hmm. you, you're not going to do this, you're not going to walk this, take this journey for, for this long as we have and have not gone through some things. So we have testimonies of what God has done for us and how he has kept us and how he has moved in our marriage and in our lives. And so that's why I said we can't do nothing but give him the glory. He's the reason we're still here. And I, to, just to add to that, I would say, you know, to be honest with you, um, and Flower, you would know this, but both of us come from, you know, a married household, you know, where both of our parents were around. And so a lot of that was rooted in us. In other words, the value of marriage, I think, was rooted both inside Regina and myself. Uh, though it may have never been spoken, you knew it was there because you lived it every day when you saw your parents. And and I could tell that with Regina when we was in college, and it was certainly there for me. Uh, and just like I'm sure that Regina's parents had their ups and downs, I, my parents had their ups and downs, but you learn to fight through those things. And so I would say there were some things that it, from that standpoint was rooted in us when we were young, from our parents as examples, uh, and then other people around us. I mean, you know, we've been around married couples as well, and right. though we don't know the ins and outs of it, uh, you know, you see things here and there, and you know that's just, you know, that comes with the territory. So I think we both had a certain foundation of marriage uh, from others, what we saw, you know, what we knew. Wow. How do y'all keep it fresh? <laughs> what do y'all do? Just give us like, you know, some tips y'all go through or what do y'all like to do to keep the, the marriage fresh, spicy, intriguing? Well, I, I would say one thing that Regina has done. Uh, Gina has her shows. You know, we, we love TV like everyone else. And, you know, especially during this pandemic, the last, you know, 13, 14 months, uh, you kind of stuck up in the house. So, you, you know, you learn to... Uh, enjoy each other the company, we learn to keep the distance at times. But one thing we do is we, we like different shows. Regina has got me caught on to a lot of different shows. And so we won't watch different shows unless we're in the presence of others. So we watch it together. Uh, we have to be together. Yeah, we have yeah. to be together. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, even though we don't necessarily talk, we just in each other's company. We may, you know, cuddle or, you know, hug or and just, you know, stop, pause it and say, oh, and explain, you know, certain things that's going on with the movie. So it's just kind of, you know, connection or vibe, if you will. I'll say that's one. Right. Awesome. Um, another thing I think you got to do to keep it fresh is continue to date each other. And that has been more difficult, right, uh, during this time, like you said. Uh, it's so cute because my daughter told me, uh, Mom, I want to make a, a date for you and Daddy 
um, at, in the house. And he's like, so if I cook and y'all gonna eat it. And she, I was, we was like, um, she's like, well, I can cook you eggs. And he was like, okay, yes, baby, we will eat your eggs. So she wants to make us, you know, a whole day for in the house because she know we haven't been um, going out as much as of late because of just our schedules. But definitely, like you guys had your date night last night. Like you, you know, you gotta, you gotta make time for each other, right? Because you allow it, the kids and and work and business and everything will continue to pull you away from each other. So you have to make this a priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as we talk about praying, um, how do you think you guys' prayer life has impacted your children's prayer life? You know, because I know kids, they, they're they going to, you know, some kids go, you know, because you know our Zoe, Zoe will get her scriptures, she'll get her prayer, she'll come tell you off a piece of paper, say, give you a grace slip. You yes, know, but you have other kids like Zyan, she will, she'll, she'll fellowship quietly by herself. And when we talk and she's like, oh, that's Jeremiah, such and such. Oh, that sounds this is like, she knows, she knows Bible. She has that relationship, but she's much more quiet. But we know the, we know that we, we see the fruits, you know, coming because of the foundation we've set. So how have you guys seen that, um, seeing your prayer life impact your children's life? Well, um, I can say like, this this man right here is truly a praying man. And so um, trust, believe, and know with my children, uh, they had a time for a while when he would take them to school. And from the time they leave the house to the time he pulled up at school, they in the car praying. Wow. He's praying. And um, after this had been going on for a while, you know, we were having family prayer and my son prayed and I was just like, whoa, like I saw the growth because he was listening to his dad pray day in and day out. And he sounded so much like his father and mature in his praying. And I was just really taken aback. And I was like, wow, I said, babe, you did that. Right. Because you gave him the example. And then the same thing with Miss Raina, you know, she and. I have the same. I have one that's a little more reserved and then the other one that is, you know, a little more extroverted. She wants to jump out in front of it and, and I'll pray. <laughs> so absolutely. I think because they see us doing it and we teach them to do it and the importance of it. And I mean, this one, my son have a test. I need you to go, go right now and get your pipe. I need you to go pray 15 minutes and come back. 15 minutes. <laughs> really, Corey, you give him a timer? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I did. I haven't been doing it as much as late, but that was something that you know, particularly for CJ, when you know, last three or four years ago, um, you, you know, it was important for me to move that in him, so he'd know when when life hit and when tough times hit, how you know, one the main avenue to get out of that is through prayer, right? And so that's that's kind of where I was looking at it from that standpoint. So when I, when Regina was talking about. Uh, when I was going to school and, and praying, that was really the reason why. I mean, I wanted them to see, I wanted them to know the example, and I wanted them to know the fruitions. And so uh, me and my son prayed about several things, and when they actually happened, I would go back and tell CJ, hey, God answered this prayer. God did this. God delivered this. Because I wanted him to understand that uh, this is the fruits of the prayer. This is, these are the results of the prayer. And, um, and so I would say it was an example. 
Uh, and I just wanted them to know. I wanted them to know what life is. How how do you get out of those situations? Uh, how, um, how you know you don't have to go act on your own to do something. You can pray and let God take take care of the situation. I, I wanted them to understand that. So uh, I yeah. like that. I like that. And guys, if you are watching, um, if you have a question for the Browns, drop it in the comment. We'll we'll ask them. Um, they'll see it pop on the screen. So definitely, um, you know, ask some questions. I mean. Don't be scared. Don't be scared, right? But Regina, my next question is to you because I know how I feel when I know when I hear my husband praying, when I know he's covering me, when I know he's covering our house, our children. So what does that do to you as a woman, as a wife, to oh, hear your goodness. husband cover you? It's some I'm sorry, but it's something very sexy about a praying man. Okay. <laughs> this one right here. Now when he is covering me in this house and I hear him praying, it's such it's there's a there's such a sense of security in that, right? And safeness. Because I know if he is lining up with God and he is allowing God to lead him, I can trust that his decisions and what he's doing and how he's leading this family is gonna be in line with what God wants for us. And so when I see him praying, I'm like all is well at that point. I know God got it. Right, right. So Corey, how, well, I'm not going to say how. Why is it important for a man to have that covering and be that prayer warrior for his family? Why is it important for the male in particular to be seen, to be heard, and to be witnessed by his family covering them and praying for them? On a day-to-day basis. Yeah, brother, that's a great question. I, I will tell you this for me. Um, it's really more about the example of what I want for them for their future and their offspring and my descendants. I do think like that. I don't really talk about it, but I do think about that. Um, I feel like you know, man, a man being a leader of his household. If you want things to be in order, you want things to be the way that God designed things to be. And if you are the head and you are the husband, it's important to demonstrate um, to those in that household that you may not have all the answers, but you go to the source who does have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I think when they see that, uh, it's an inspiration for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they can see, yes, you know, hey, and for my kids, you know, the dad, for Regina, my husband, hey, he's seeking guidance from God or that he's just not doing this himself and it's just me, but he's connected to the source, yes. you know, the, you know, God. And so when, if we are making decisions, if I am making a decision, they can rest assured that, Hey, you know, dad got this or my husband got this. And I think to add to that over time, that's when you prove yourself, you know, and that's when God proves himself. You know, and so when people pray to God, right, and you see the results of how God is answering your prayers, other people are going to see those results. And so I tell my kids that I, was, I tell our kids that all the time, you know, that God's a very good Make no mistake about it. It's because of God. Uh, don't think for one second the things that you have that that that, that it can't change or, or that, you know, you can't be in a certain situation. And so sometimes I wonder if they understand that. But I, I do tell them, you know, and so I, I just think that it's important. I just really believe that at the end of the day, when God is in 
when God is in your life and people see God in your life, they can see the results of how God is operating through you. And it has this residual effect throughout the family or throughout the home. Absolutely. That's so true. That's so true. Because there's so many of us who we we talk this talk, but sometimes we're really not walking this walk, right? And we're not bearing fruits. Like our children, like I always say, we're trying to raise some amazing little humans over here. Some, you know, and we're trying to help our community. We're trying to help people. And you're right. We you you will see that those fruits and you will see that residual effect. Um, but last question before we go to break, I want to know how has um, your faith impacted your walk in corporate America? Because I know for me, being in leadership in corporate America, sometimes I've been asked to do things that question my morals. I've been asked to do things that question my values, um, you know, that was more driven for the company. I've been put in sticky situations um, with um companies being acquired, not knowing, you know, where I was, you know, what my position was going to entail and things like that. So how has your faith impacted your, your, your careers? Because both of you guys have amazing careers in corporate America, but I want to know how has your faith helped you along the journey? Because sometimes when I think about my corporate America life, it's almost like a dog eat dog world. And it doesn't, it doesn't display the, the beatitudes in the Bible. You know, it doesn't display the morals that we want to live by. But I know I have to be in this world because this is what I chose and this is how I provide for my family. So I know it was kind of a loaded question, but I'm just, you know, curious to know how does that help or how has your faith impacted your your walk in your career? You want me to take that? Okay. <laughs> well, that's a really good, great question, Flower. Um, you know, I, I asked myself, you know, internally about that. And I would say for me, being a leader, you know, people are watching what you do and what you don't do. When you're faced with difficult situations, they, they're looking at how you respond. And I would say for me, one thing that I've learned, I think I've done a pretty decent job at, is when there's discomfort or odd situations, uh, or situations that make the average person, let me not say average, but make a normal person uh, want to scream or yell or go off or do whatever, how you handle that situation in that moment sometimes speak more volumes when you don't do certain things that people expect you to do. And it may not never be spoken to you, but they do remember that. Uh, and that's happened to me several times in my career. And uh, people have come back to me and they say, you know, hey, Corey, man, I, I, you know, I applaud you for, you know, having patience or applaud you for not saying this or not saying that when you could have easily said that. And uh, it, sometimes it's not till years later. Wow. Uh, but for me, what I've learned in corporate America is I've never really had a situation where people, they knew my faith, but they never threw it in my face, to be honest with you. They never threw it in my face, uh, but I never gave them a reason to throw it in my face either. Um, and so people have accepted it. But I would say the big thing is just how I respond to situations and, uh, you know, just not going over the cliff or, or what happened. Right, right, right. And for me, I'm like, oh, you, go ahead. We got to go to commercial. Yeah, we'll go to commercial real quick and then we'll be right back to hear Regina's response, guys. And we'll keep it pushing with Beyond the Vows today.
Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and and open their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to our um, episode of Beyond the Vows tonight. Um, we are super excited to have our family, our guests, uh, Corey and Regina Brown. We're talking about mm-hmm. faith. We're talking about faith. We're talking about relationships. These guys have been together for over two decades. Wow. (laughs) So amazing. And we were just talking about how has your faith um, impacted your walk in corporate America? So I think, Regina, you're about to cue in on on your walk and how that's I know yours is probably a little bit different um, because you're you're a people leader. I mean, you deal with a lot of people, and I know Corey's in leadership and management, but yours is more in the HR um, viewpoint. So how has that helped you or impacted you? Well, well, um, I can honestly say if it weren't for God, I would, some days I'm just with the maiden, um, dealing with so much, but I honestly just allow, do my best to be led by the spirit. So when I find myself in situations where I believe uh, leaders are making decisions that just aren't right um and looking out for the employee's best interest or even the company's best interest i'm like it's not it's just not right and sometimes it's just not right from a moral standpoint and right. so um i'm glad that i can say honestly that i have spoken up in those situations and made sure that my voice was heard in presenting that perspective um and often do a good job in um persuading things to go the way that, you know, I think would be better as far as, you know, how the spirit is leading me. So when it comes, I don't take it lightly when it comes to having to discipline someone or, you know, take someone's job. You know, I think there's a lot of diligence that needs to go into that. Um, And so I even pray about it. I pray about those things because that's someone's life and livelihood that, you know, I have decision-making power to affect. And so that's really important to me. Um, not only that, I have to lean on my faith in those times when you're dealing with difficult, difficult people. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to need you to help me through on this one. You know, oh, so. Yeah, I know all about difficult people. All about. Now, have you guys ever, and they ch- chime in with this too, I know that once people kind of like, like Corey said, he doesn't hide his faith, right? There have been a few times where I felt like people tested my faith because they, you know, they, they, I drew a line like y'all don't cross this line, but people were sticking their big toe across this line. Oh, I'm going to bend this rule. I'm going to break this rule. I'm, she got kids. She know I can come in late. She loved God. So if she really loves God, she going to give me a, she ain't going to write me up like she told me she, she would, you know. So I found where people would try to, try to you know to not check but try to just um challenge my faith to see if i'm gonna be this um if i'm gonna be this this strong corporate leader or am i going to to be this nice 
Christianly woman. Um, and if I didn't, then, oh, you ain't, you don't love God. You don't have no heart. You know, you, who are you? You're not who you say you are. Or right? it could be the complete opposite with me is when they found out my faith, they put me in a box mm. where it's like, oh, we're going to go have drinks. We can't invite him. Or we're going to go do this. We can't invite him. So they want to put you in this box that say, oh, he's a Christian. He's a holy roller. He's a Bible thumper. Uh, we're going to leave him out of the out of the little organization, out of our little friends meeting we're going to have because he's going to be a Davy Downer. So right. how's your experience been? Has that happened? Go ahead, babe. So what I would say with that one, um, it was it was challenging when that happened. Uh, but, you know, w- once you get experience, you, you're learning at the same time mm-hmm. and you're evolving, you're evolving in your faith and you're evolving in, in your career and, then, uh, you know, being in corporate America. So you're learning. One thing I would say is early on, I would ask my question. I would ask myself the question, oh, did I, did I do the right thing by God? Did I do this? And I will tell you today, it don't bother me nearly as much. Um because I'm not looking at it as them challenging my faith mm-hmm. like I did when I was younger. Right. Uh, I did used to look at it the same way, you know, but I didn't necessarily take it as personal because I would talk to some of my peers uh, who were who were who were not Christians, and they would get some they would get things that were even worse. And so I knew it was wow, just something really? that it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just my faith. It was that's just what people do in, in corporate America in general. And so I had to look at it from the perspective as, okay, I have my faith and my faith begins with me. Uh, and so it was between me and God and how I'm supposed to respond to these situations and not necessarily the individual who I'm having a difficult time with and what they think of the situation. Yeah. And so I couldn't look at them from them and how they felt about the situation. I had to look at it from what was the right thing in terms of my job and what was expected of me yeah. and, and me doing it. In, in terms of it being acceptable before God. And so I had to learn that. And so today it doesn't bother me nearly as much. Thanks, Mama. <laughs> hey, Mama. Ms. All right, Rachel. see something else. But let's jump into like what Marcus was saying. Corey, have you ever, cause I tell Marcus all the time, I'm like, I'm like shame on people for really counting him out because he lives up to such a high standard. Some people call him a square. Some people call him an L7. All, all of those things. I'm like, babe, it's their fault. They're missing out on getting to know an amazing man, an amazing person who has such. Y'all know Marcus is a giver. So if you in Marcus circle, Marcus go, he going to give, you know, he's, he's such a giver. But it just it sucks sometimes. It just really sucks that when people find out your faith or when you when you go against the norm when you when you don't follow all the trims when you're not a d-boy when you don't you know all of those things when you're not thuglicious shout out shout out to one of my favorite shows boondocks but <laughs> when you're not all those things it's like people like you said they like oh no nah, we can't we can't hang with you or y'all over here we can't we can't do certain things so have you guys ever experienced that because i think that you got your walk is very similar to ours where you guys have such high standards and you and you you're okay with wearing your with with people knowing who you are so Corey, have you ever experienced that or have you even realized that people would put you in a box yeah when they can smell god they're like, mm. yeah well you know <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I, I really don't pay attention. I'll tell you, I, there's been times I've been naive and gullible, and I, I'm not necessarily thinking about it, to be honest with you. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, I'm human. Uh, and, you know, you hear different shows and what people, how people feel about faith and feel about men and women of God and stuff like that. So I'm sure it happens. But to be honest with you, in, in, to answer the question, frankly, I really don't even think about it from that perspective. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and that's part of me evolving. In other words, you know, as you as you get older and you grow in God, you start realizing what's the most important thing in life, and and okay. and we know that that's doing what what God wants you to do and living for God or trying to live for God to the best of your abilities. Right, and so, your perspective playing. Gotcha. Yes, and and so what I would say is because of that, people have, um, you know, they've given me a lot of respect that I didn't even think I was due. You know, I didn't even think, oh, Corey, I respect you for this. Are you. And I wasn't even thinking like that. In other words, God's favor was was on me. And that's true. Yeah. I, can, I can see how that would impact how his experience would be. I like, how, like that, that. how that. Yeah, that's like the, the so, opposite but, of that. Regina, I want to hear from you because I know I would be the one to bring out these instances to Marcus. I'm like, man, why do they? I, I would feel, I would get frustrated. I'm like, why y'all treat my husband like that? Like, why are y'all not including him? Why do y'all put him in this? box because y'all think he's a square y'all think he's the l7 so i know i would pick and i would call out those things to him and he'd be like what so yeah. have you ever saw that or experienced that for corey um i think not so much because and i don't think it bothered it would bother him anyway to be left out of certain things because it was not anything he was going to do anyway so for him he's good and that and that's just the truth. That's why I don't think it would ever be it's ever been a problem for me. Have I noticed that okay, this group, this this group of individuals went and I'm like, did they and I'll ask him, were you invited? Did they say anything? And he's like, Yeah, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, they invited me, but you know, or or no, they didn't say nothing. But he doesn't like, nah, yeah, he's right, not going right, anyway, right. so it really doesn't and matter. That's how but I'm gonna be frank. At this, like you said, it's maturity right. in your walk and your faith. When you're younger, you're more conscious of what other people are going to say, and you right. act accordingly. But now you just like I don't give a <laughs> what you think. Right. And I would say that's exactly right, Marcus. And I'm, you're more conscious when you're younger. You're thinking about it. You're evolving. You're learning. You're growing. You get older and you see a lot of different things. You see, you know, no win situations. It is what it is. And you're learning to grow with God. You get older, you start looking at it different. You have a different perspective, a different outlook. And so you don't take things as personal. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And you just learn. You just learn. You just learn. Yeah. Right. right. We were I think I definitely experienced the, uh, being ostracized more probably at work than he did. And I think for me, it might have had more to do with my profession, my position, more so than it did my faith. Um but nonetheless, I think it was more or less out, outside of work, probably, and some of the other things that we do, maybe around the community. So, you know, if we're all doing something out, taking care of something, and then everyone else goes off and goes out or something like that, you know, but we don't get an invite. Well, we know why we didn't get an invite, you know, and so but we're good with that. We're good with it. So, so just real quick, and I'm going to get off just a little bit off the subject real quick. On, I'm going to ask before you know, we're, we're done. What advice do you have for a young couple um, that's going through turbulent times? They're not seeing eye to eye. 
um, their their faith, they have faith, they go to church, but it's like they're not seeing eye to eye. Uh, nothing's clicking. They're arguing over little things. It's just it's not a good time for them. What advice do you guys have for a young couple who, you know, they have love for each other, but they're just they're not on the same page right now? What advice do you guys have for that? You want me to say something? I mean, I, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I mean, you can only look at it from the lens for what from when you were that age and what they went through, right? And so, you, you know, obviously, one of the main things or one of the easiest, easiest things to tell someone have faith and pray, right? But I would also tell people um, maybe look to a mentor or a mentee, or maybe even a counselor, or you know, evaluate their own selves and, and what they're doing. And a lot of times, people just look at it from the other partners and what they're not doing um, and, and not necessarily looking at them and seeing what they're not doing, you know, and, and, and if they could be the reason why the other person or their spouse is, 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 is acting or doing the things that they don't like. Um, I don't think it's a right answer or a wrong answer per se. Um, I, but I mean, the obvious, you know, you got to pray, you know, and you got to persevere and you got to fight. And sometimes you just have to fight. You have to fight. And then you have I, to be Corey. Just real quick, how important is it? You brought up counseling and possibly therapy. Having a third party come in as neutral. How important is that for them to get on the same page with each other? Because some people are like, I don't do counseling. Ther marriage therapy is not no. But how important is that? Or even for yourself, it's like for a healthy for relationship. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm not an expert per se. You know, but. You know, you can read or you can, you know, see things on TV. You have all these, you know, marriage shows and things like that. And just seeing people talk, I, I mean, they're going to have to seek it out for themselves. I mean, they got they got to warn it. Sometimes you just got to be willing to fight. You know, and I will say, at least from what I've read and the things that I've heard, that, hey, uh, uh, therapists and counselors can, can do wonders, you know, even if it's just with your pastor, you know. Right. And, 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 and not just necessarily in a formal setting. It could be in an inform, in in, in, in informal setting. Uh, I think it's really good to get that third party view to have somebody come in that is outside the frame, right? And can see the entire picture and they're not obscured in any way. Um, especially if they're finding themselves in a position where they just, everything they're trying is not working and you, you keep trying, trying to get on and you start to feel like, okay, maybe this is not going to work overall. Then I would definitely say, you know, talk to someone, you know, and, right. and, and get some, get, get a different perspective before you throw in the towel. That's good. All right, guys. So I believe it's time for us to transition into our poll question for tonight. Uh oh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> nervous. Why are you nervous? So our poll Man, question tonight. These questions, boy, for these polls. Hey. Our poll question tonight, guys, is would you be okay with your spouse earning money from OnlyFans? Now, you guys got to hit the comments up with this one. Blow the comments up, even if you're watching the replay. But I'm going to let the men go first. So, babe, can you give just a... Well, I guess uh -oh. for guys, OnlyFans, for anyone that doesn't know what OnlyFans is, just a quick um, quick thing is it's... Um, it's almost like a, a, a pay per experience, right? Um, you, you may have like your favorite celebrity or entertainer, wink, wink, um, that they, you, wanna, you wanna have more access to them than what you may see on social media. So they may be doing private song releases, cooking shows, 
showing another side of them, wink, wink, um, on OnlyFans. And so you can opt in to, to pay in order to have access to, to view that other side of them, wink, wink. So. She's killing me with this wink. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So guys, OnlyFans. So I'm gonna let the brothers take this one first. Since um, we have a lot of we have a lot of young millennials, women's. I said women's. Yes, you did. I'm country. Yeah. I'm country. Yes, it comes Ms. out. It comes Linda. out. The women's. The women's folk. A lot of young millennial women who are using OnlyFans as a career right now. Mm. And even though wow. OnlyFans hasn't been around for ten years, and you know when you think business and things like that. You want to think long term. You want to you, you want to think long term, <laughs> and so you have a lot of young women who are making a lot of money, showing mm. different views of themselves. Wink, wink. Mm. Um, and so, but I think that it's it's um, I'm, yeah. just gonna, I'm just gonna let y'all answer the question because for so, me, it's oh, go ahead, babe. go take it. You're my wife, she's still here. Take only fans. So for me, so what he's doing. You're right. Everything isn't X-rated. So that's what I'm saying. So I'll take it right. first for it. Um, OnlyFans can be a good platform. Say, for instance, if I have a workshop or I have information that I'm giving, you can sign up for my OnlyFans to get me one-on-one -on -one coaching or one-on-one -on -one sessions. And it's a paid thing. Almost and you like can a get, paid master's right. class or something like so that. So I can be a guru. I can have my own thing on the forefront, but I also have my OnlyFans where it's a paid subscription where you can get one-on-one -on -one counseling, whatever it is, entity or business that I'm in. Cooking so in that way, it does benefit. So I'm saying if my wife is doing something as far as with her coaching and ministry and she has an OnlyFans, which it's perfectly fine. People do it. I have no problems. But what people are, when you see and when you hear OnlyFans, it's going to naughty time. So, Did you say naughty time? Yes, I said naughty. And so <laughs> that's the thing okay, we're talking too. about. So no, in that aspect, I do know certain relationships where they do have naughty time on fan, uh, OnlyFans and the, the woman, she's doing this stuff. She's being filmed. And the boyfriend or the husband, he's partaking as in the monetary benefits of. Now, in that way, no, that's not going to work for over here with the buoys. That's not what we do. But I know there are couples that do do that. That's what they do. So, I mean, how do you feel about that, Corey? I mean, I don't like it. You know, I'm not here to pass judgment. And times are different, but that's just not something that I'm into, quite honestly. I'm not a social media person, just never have been. So I don't have social media accounts. But no, I mean, I. You know, I, I that's just not my thing. But I understand the world is different. Um, well, well, I would say um, that's just not me, though. I would tell you that's just not me. What about you, Regina? How do you feel about the OnlyFans? What you feel if Corey had an OnlyFans? <laughs> Corey is praying on getting special prayer on OnlyFans. Oh my goodness! But you know what? The industry has to evolve. Oh, my bad, Regina. Go ahead. Go ahead, Regina. Uh, if he on OnlyFans praying, that's what I was or sharing some of his financial knowledge, then that's, that's fine. That's absolutely right. fine. And that's what so I'm saying. Start, yes. Well, you want to start talking about showing that other side, 
wink, wink, then uh, absolutely not. So how would you guys feel if, you know, because we've all seen Fireproof and, and stuff like that, you know, where the husband, he was had an addiction to pornography, you know, he'd be on the computer. So mm-hmm. how, and I know that, you know, pornography is huge. It's still a big addiction with a lot of people. So Absolutely. how would you guys feel if it wasn't your spouse having that account, but you're, and you know, cause people aren't going to free sites anymore. People aren't, you know, uh, I don't even know if they still have the channels where you can buy the little, the little naughty time channels on cable and stuff like that. So the industry has evolved cause you, you know, you got to evolve, but how would you guys feel if, you know, if, uh, you know, if your spouse had an account where they were, you know, going to go watch Naughty Time or going to go look at other views and, you know, other sides of different people, right? I, I don't I think it would probably bother me to a certain degree because I'm like, you know, would feel like, what, what do you need to look at that for? You know, uh, fortunately, I think that's not anything that we've ever had to deal with. <laughs> What do you say? Yeah. This boy is say research. Mr. Bowie, Mr. Bowie, Mr. Bowie. Yeah, just a quick sum it up. I mean, nah. You know, I think <laughs> I think from the perspective of like all the modernists and stuff, and no one is perfect. Don't get me wrong. So don't look at this as, as judging. It's just, I mean, just ask yourself, hey, would Jesus be good? Oh, we'll be okay with that. WWJD. And, and that don't mean that I do everything, but I don't do everything. What's that? No, I'm saying somebody logging into their OnlyFans account about to pay some more money, and they talking about WWJD. You know, and they start thinking about Jesus as they log it in. But I think that OnlyFans has OnlyFans has given people an opportunity to monetize, which is good for entrepreneurs who spend a lot of time on their social media, a lot of time building a fan base, building followers. So I'm happy that it gives them the opportunity. I think it's helpful. But I don't it is helpful in that aspect. But of course for people that are dealing with, you know, um looking at the other views of different people, looking at naughty time, I think that it's just another way to keep you captured with your eye gates. Like we were talking about eye gates and ear gates, like what you're putting into, you know, your body, it just, it changes you and adjusts you. And so it's just a, another way to, to keep you held captive. If that's something that you're, that you're struggling with, because now you're not only doing that, but now you're paying more money. It's not just you going to the little, uh, the little shop with the neon lights going down to Lucky's or Adam and Eve or something, buying you a video. No, it's not that anymore. You just log on to an app and you you have quick access. So I think from that perspective, it can keep you in the bondage of something that you're dealing with. Um, so what if, now let's talk about children, right? Because we all have children that are older teenagers. You know, we have adult children. And you guys know uh, one of our girls said she was thinking about being a sugar baby. That's a, that's another poll question for another week. But <laughs> Corey, you know what a sugar baby is? No. Corey, do you he know what a sugar no. baby? baby? Tell them what a sugar baby is. I know what a sugar daddy is. I don't know what a sugar baby okay. is. A sugar baby takes the sugar daddy's money. Five minutes to get off here, and you want to bring up? Sugar I'm just baby? saying because it's it's all a part of that. But okay, fine. We'll talk about sugar babies. Later. Basic course, sugar babies is when you have the young ladies that are entertaining over men for monetary gain. So they are the the guy is the sugar daddy. The girl is the sugar baby. And she tells him like, "I'm only here 
for a couple of things. I don't want a relationship. And he like, cool. Okay, but let me touch your thigh. <laughs> I cannot. I can't with Mr. Bowie tonight. I know he's holding himself back, but y'all know he's much more. You know, more I do have that. one question and I want to ask. And y'all probably gonna get me when we get off here. Don't ask it then. Go <laughs> <laughs> like protect the brand. Protect okay. the brand. All right. No, ask baby. So this is beyond the vows. We're talking about relationships, marriage, and um, since we brought up, we're, we're all adults here. All adults here. How do y'all feel about um, when it comes to intimate time between the, the man and the woman, the husband and, and wife? Um, how do you feel about using adult content, using different things, introducing to your relationship and to your marriage? to help keep it spicy. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I think that's like toys. Yeah, what, <laughs> what, what did he say? He said he's talking about it all. About all of it? Of course, like, okay. Mr. Brown said, <laughs> okay, I know Corey's going to get me later. But now, Mr. I'm, Brown I'm said, y'all not going to take him there. <laughs> but I will, I will say this. I will say this. No, no, just for me, for for us, you know, there's certain things that are personal. You know, I, you know, regardless of viewership or sponsorship or all that, it's just personal. Uh, that's just for me. I got you. His daddy you. has spoken. Yeah. I will say this: since you brought this up, babe. Now you guys know I've been a, a bedroom candy rep. I've done pure romance, and what I will say not everybody is, knew that. no, what I will say, not just. A lot of couples, they um, were a lot of women. I'll speak for the women because the women are the ones that I work with the most. Right. A lot of women um, want to want to increase the experience overall, not just talking about the physical, but for women, it's more mental. Right. right. And so right. for anybody that's watching, I would encourage you to consider, you know, just cuddling or holding each other or being open and just hear her ideas of how to enhance the experience not talking mm -hmm. about bringing in toys or you know other things but just hear her because that means that she has needs and that's a whole nother um show topic when it comes to that because even um really quick before we wrap up um i was you know i've done a lot of research on 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 lube and stuff like that but there were many women who they were so prideful and i don't need none of that we don't need none of that we not nope i'm good i'm one lady told me i'm niagara falls i was like hmm. okay and i'm like great however you know Corey's like i'm so uncomfortable i'm sorry Corey. Corey's like however guys um you know just think be open to you know, understanding the educational part about of it, because a lot of women, there's a lot of women out there hurting. There's a lot of women who've never had orgasms in their 50 year marriage. There's a lot yeah. of women who just lay there like Celie did, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in the star position. Oh, she he does. Or we all, we all went around so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we all went to the color But guys, 
we have to um yeah it's a, this is going to be a whole nother show topic because i think that For it's sure. super important when it comes to women being able to be sensual because women have taken on so much masculine energy mm. and then mm. we have to release that masculine energy but part of that is going to be our men being open to and receive us hearing. as that feminine person instead of mm. suck it up suck it up like Let's go. But guys, back to OnlyFans. I hope you guys uh, chime in below. The other question we were going to get into is what what would you do if you find out your one of your children had an OnlyFans account and they were paying? They, they were getting their own paper experience, you know? So these are things that we as parents for this day and age, we have to be mindful of because even though we're living in the, sometimes we get so holy where we're living in the world and we don't, you know, God tells us to live in the world, but not be of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to live in the world and we don't want to be of the world. We want to be so holy and so righteous that we don't know what's going on in our children's lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And yes. so me and Marcus have been caught off guard, caught off guard by our older two enough where we like, we don't put nothing past these kids these days. And so we have to be mindful. So if you're watching and you got some kiddos talk about it, Talk to especially your your any of your teenagers, talk to them about it because guess what? They know about it. And some of y'all don't know about it. But we thank you guys for tuning in to Beyond the Vows. Browns, would you like to, what I guess uh, we already asked you what advice would you give anybody, but any last words to anybody who you know is watching when it comes to to you know to staying on this this marriage train and not jumping off just because they see some some big storms coming their way. Just don't give up. Don't don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Um, you know, fight fight the good fight. But at the end of the day, make sure that you, if you have to seek counsel, you know, don't don't decide that oh I'm done or or give up without you know talking to somebody else that might be able to give you a different perspective and um, help you get through the patch that you're in um, right. because it truly is just a season more than likely. Is something that you could likely overcome. So, and trust God at the end of the day, that, that's, that's the main thing is that both of you need to be rooted and founded in him. I love that. I love that. Corey, any advice for any husbands out there? For the fellas. Yeah, I mean, I agree with what Regina said. I mean, you know, all your peaks, you're going to have your valleys, but you know, you got to have God rooted inside of you, you know, and things are going to get hard, you know, and so, you know, I would say that you gotta seek God in everything. Now, you know, for those people going to different things, you know, and you know, there's some people getting beaten in marriage and, you know, a certain things. So people going through different type of things in marriages. And so right. uh, and so there's never a, a, a one fit all right solution. Yeah, yeah, no one fit all solution. Uh, because if someone is getting whooped in the marriage, you know, you know, things get really, really difficult. But I was just saying, you know, yeah, put 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 faith Put faith in God and ask him to fix the situation and just don't jump out easily, you know, particularly when if it's sour to you. I love, love you. It. I love it. You got anything, babe, before we wrap up? Well, I just want to thank you guys for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. Y'all been excellent. Uh, I'm just happy right now. Um, but um, just stay rooted, stay focused, keep God at the center of your relationship. I say a big component of Two, two things. This one is praying together and having your alone time. you got to make time for each other. I know you have kids, you have work, you have church, you have functions, you have friends, you have all, but you have to be intentional 
with each other. You got to have date night. That's got to happen. At least, I mean, it may not happen every week, but it's got to happen at least a couple times a month. Sometimes y'all got to get together. Right, right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into Beyond the Vows this week. Browns, we love you guys. We appreciate you. you guys. Um, can't wait to have you guys back. We won't throw any uh <laughs> we won't throw any side questions at you next time. But we love you guys. Good night. Thank you guys for tuning love in. You. Thank you for bringing us on. Never settle. Always take it to the next level. All right, bye guys. Later.